Infirmary Media. Start. Poop culture. Yeah, yeah, poop culture. Poop, 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 poop culture. Yeah, it's the poop culture. Poop, poop culture. People engage to stop for dueling decades. The Matrix and Blade versus Bloodsport and Renegade. Strap on that cap, bust out the power glove. Come fight for what you love. Dueling decades. Poop culture popping pins, dropping hand grenades. Van Halen locked in Mortal Kombat with David Gray. Van out ballet in sick. I am made of GNR. Come fight for what you love. Dueling decades. Broadcasting from the Bio Bidet Studios, where water does it better. This is your show of raw and raunchy irreverent improv. This is Poop Culture. This week, we dive deep into the Dueling Decades VHS Video Vault with the best listener-provided synopsises from the Dueling Decades Facebook group. Plus, we unveil some brand new fake VHS covers as we talk about some great films that could have been. I am Mark James, and with us this week, as usual, is our band of retro warriors, my teammate from the Mamelukes, Rick Mancrush, and the 90s own Bobby Craft. Gentlemen, welcome to the Dueling Decades Rental Roundtable. Rental Roundtable. Is that anywhere close Let's, to the back room? It, it's way in the back. Oh, yeah, okay. you got to go through the curtain. So it's behind, yeah, sure. the, uh, <laughs> behind the back room. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so if you follow our Facebook page, the Dueling Decades page, we've been putting out all this interesting retro content, and here in the Dueling Decades video vault, way in the back to the left, I got a stack of VHS tapes, but the weird thing is, is they don't have any titles on them or synopsises on the back. Yeah, okay, I just make them in Photoshop, but whatever. We post photos of them in the group, and uh, you guys have been great in giving us some titles and synopsises of these movies, and it's fucking hilarious. You guys have been doing a great job, so we wanted to go through a few of these tonight and just read off some of these great movie descriptions you guys have been writing. And I got a few surprises up my sleeve for Mr. Bo B. Craft and Rick Mancrush here. We got some brand new VHS fakes for both of you guys to go through. Tell me what you think they're about and the title of the movie. Jesus Christ, Ooh. six of them? I got six brand new ones that nobody has ever seen yet. Let's start out with the ones that have already been posted here. So pick one of these out. All right. Well, one of the ones I wanted to pick out first if you see the picture, it's got a picture of Steve Gutenberg in there and Alf <laughs> and then uh, Bobby from uh, Back to the Beach, along with one of the baseball furies from uh, the Warriors. So this is one I had put together and just kind of grabbed everybody that was in a leather jacket and then one of the baseball furies. I grabbed Bobby from Back to the Beach and Steve Gutenberg from Police Academy. I don't think a lot of people realize that was Steve Gutenberg. I didn't I didn't pick that out until you just said it. Yeah, it's from Police Academy when he goes undercover as uh one of the gang members, I believe in uh, City it's awesome. Under Siege. He's got a little dirt stash, a little seventies <laughs> yeah. dirt porn stash. It's awesome. So you guys wrote some great comments on what you thought the name of the movie was and uh what you thought it was about. So let's just go around and uh what were you guys' favorite comments on this one? Uh I had to start with uh Robert Morgan oh. drop this one. Uh, he called this Gangs of San Francisco with the world on the brink of war. Four of San Francisco's toughest gang leaders join forces to save humanity against a rising threat that call themselves 
the Tootsie Pops. <laughs> <laughs> so how many licks does it take for our heroes to get to the center of this anarchy? Gangs of San Francisco. I think that was pretty good. That's the best tagline that has been read for years. So how many licks does it take for our heroes to get the center of this anarchy? You can you can even take the heroes part out, so it's just how many licks will it take to get to the center of this anarchy? He did say it's called Gangs of San Francisco, so this could be an interesting movie. You get what I'm saying? That was the same comment I picked. That one is a uh, that's a five star comment in my book. That's a G. Oh yeah, that was my pick as well. And the other one I liked on this one was uh the title, Between the Furies and the Fuzzy. I thought that was a good title by uh, Bo James Nordo, Between the Furies and the Fuzzy. And a, the, a real quick one that was in there, clever, and it ties everything together, Gary Savertnik. He said, uh, Alf goes back to the beach to join the police academy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good way of tying that together. I've uh, seen some shit. Eat some pussy. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> I think I actually want to see that one. Your name is Surly? <laughs> Surly? So, yeah, when I put these things together, you know, I'm really surprised in the comments. We have not got the title of the movie is Bad Photoshop the Movie. Because, yes, okay, not, these are done quick and dirty, and I think that's the charm of them. The rawness. The rawness, yes. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. All right, well, speaking <laughs> of raw, think, pick, pick this next one out with a guy from Raw. Yeah, all right, so this next one, <laughs> this one, I kind of shoved everybody in that was The Rock. It was The Rock That's right. versus Rocky, and then we got The Rocketeer up in the corner, and in the other <laughs> corner, you got Rock Hudson and Kid Rock, and uh, Chris Rock is in there as well. <laughs> I don't know how many people actually got The Rock Hudson thing. <laughs> That's kind when of you a sent this cut. to me, I was like, yeah, I was like, you should throw Rock Hudson in there, too. He doesn't get enough respect these <laughs> and days. And DJ Ad-Rock. Oh, man, I forgot that one. Damn it. Damn. Yeah, see, that's that the thing. When I too. try to put these together, I try to find as many little references and stupid little Easter eggs to throw in there that some people miss. So He missed Rock-A-Doodle, too. Oh, that would have been a good that one. That would have added a nice Roger Rabbit element to this one. Yeah, there would have been like Rocky versus Cocky. <laughs> that could be that could be up next. It could be. All right. So what do you what do you guys have? I'll let Bo go first. I'm gonna have to go with another Robert Morgan special here, uh, who commented Age of Stones in the streets of Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places. <laughs> a secret underground club meant only for the best ventriloquist in the town offers fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for the best of the best. Who has what it takes to rock your socks off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a ventriloquist, like Fight Club for ventriloquists. It's Why the perfect not? combination. You know that Jeff Dunham's going to have a cameo in that. Well, he does, he does all the voices. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, maybe I take that back. I don't necessarily want to see that now. Yeah, he, dubbed the, he, he overdubbed the whole thing. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, no. Uh, great comment, Robert, but uh, terrible premise for Mark that, <laughs> that Jeff Dunham does all the voices. You ruined it. I think I'd rather get circumcised again. <laughs> I already got one. I forgot. Right. I'll take two. A right. <laughs> little off the top. I'm going to go with, uh, which is this guy's name is Stephen Guay. Stephen Guy, maybe. I'm probably butchering that. But uh, this guy, he ha he's had a really good string and a couple of these are really good this one's actually kind of long uh and 
typically if they're super long, it's hard for me to keep up. But this guy's was on point for the whole thing. Either he smokes a lot of weed. He's super creative, though. Listen, uh, John Rambo has finally started to put the horrors of war behind him. Living in a nondescript Midwestern American city under an assumed name to help his PTSD, he begins to work out and box at a local gym where he spars and mentors the younger guys. But he's haunted by one mission in particular. His unit laid waste to an entire South Pacific island, and one lone native boy glared at him from the beach as they <laughs> retreated and they were out of sight. <laughs> Halfway around the world, that little boy has grown into a fearsome Samoan. Mori, is it Mari? Mori? Mori Povich. Mori Povich warrior, <laughs> who's developed a feared reputation among the Asian fighting world. He's also long been haunted by the nightmares of the American soldiers destroying his island home. Using these contacts, I'm not sure which contacts, he tracks down John Rambo, and after beating most of his pupils sen senseless, challenges him to a death match in an illegal kumite tournament. Anyhow, this whole thing goes on and on. It's really long, but basically what happens is I'll break it down real quick. Just like dark, shadowy government fucking secret whatever cabal is trying to kill everybody who knows about this island getting blown up so they go after the rock and rambo to kill them both because they're the last two that know about it which forces these two mortal enemies to team up in like a tango and cash way against the cabal whoa i mean this is super long with this guy put together that actually sounds good though <laughs> Like, I want to watch this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking long. Like, if go to the comments on Facebook. And again, like reading people's comments, you know, these are thoughts that are coming right out of their brains. So they're the English isn't the best and you can't hit enter, which is a pain in the balls. But this is fucking if you just read it once, you'll get it where this guy's going. It's really good. And he names this one Rambo First Blood Part 18. All rocks <laughs> must roll. Nice. Clearly, yeah. I, I thought that was the best comment out of all of them. Uh, that's a good one. He did throw uh, Kid Rock in as like a sleazy musician turned CIA spy or something. Something along those lines. And it has more gratuitous sex scenes. Oh, yeah. The best <laughs> line in the whole thing. He, you're right. He said uh, it's the ultimate guy movie. More fighting, more guns, more explosions, more jokes, more surprises more plot twists, and more gratuitous sex scenes to amp up the testosterone. What if the movie just opens with a completely gratuitous sex scene that ties in nowhere else to the film? <laughs> <laughs> just like two people having sex in a bar bathroom and it just pans out from the bathroom and then the story begins. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even a couple that's like featured in the rest of the movie. It's just like a random just a couple like, locals. Right. Two, like, completely random extras doing, like, fucking triple X porn <laughs> to open the movie. Have you ever seen the movie The Beast from the 70s? Yeah, no. you already got me with that one. I ain't fucking watching <laughs> it, that again, Man Crush. It opens to horse sex. What good movie doesn't, though, am I right? It shows everything, too. It's fucking nuts. Uh, I prefer to close with the horse sex opening with it. Yeah, that's a little rough. And that has nothing to do with the rest of the fucking movie at all. No, it doesn't. All right, thanks to everyone out there that really liked this one with the rocks. They Some great comments on that one. So let's move on to the next one. This one, we were talking about 
putting Robert Loja in a film with Brian Dennehy. So I'm like, all right. So I picked up Robert Loja, of course, from Scarface, where he's got the big 70s suit on with the big high collars. Gold chains. <laughs> of course, I find the picture of Brian Dennehy from Rambo, where he's got the coat on with the big fur collars. So I needed a third person to go with the big collars. And that, of course, led me to the late, great Burt Reynolds. So we threw all three of those guys in there with their big 70s collars and put them in a warehouse. And as I'm making the warehouse, <laughs> I noticed the the background windows of the warehouse was all squares, much like the window from the apartment and friends. So I put in all the friends staring out at them. And some of the comments <laughs> from this were awesome. I'm glad everybody caught. I mean, it's really hard to see that the friends are there, but you got to zoom in. Yeah, you got to blow that one up. Damn, I didn't even notice that in first run. Yeah. Wow, that's really up there. All right. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you have first, Mark? Well, my favorite one out of all this, somebody had pointed out that they're really looking at Ugly Naked Guy. Brian Dennehy is Ugly Naked Guy, apparently. <laughs> so the big mystery from Friends has now been figured out. We know who Ugly Naked Guy is. Apparently, it's Brian Dennehy, and he's hanging out with Robert Loja and Burt Reynolds in a warehouse. <laughs> Or John Wayne Gacy, uh, uh, however you <laughs> want to look at uh, Dennehy. Yeah. That's a good one. I was wondering why that person said that. I guess you have to blow these pictures up, people. Yeah, there's some little hidden things every now and then in these. So, All right. Uh, I went with a shorter one this time. Uh, Chris Brumback. He said the name of the movie is The Search for the Stash. An old Bane, now without his iconic <laughs> mask, searches for the Holy Grail, the the legendary stash. If you look at this picture, it's amazing because the Reynolds stash and the Loja stash are great. Dennehy is missing a stash, <laughs> and he's in the big Bane jacket, so that's a great fucking pickup on that it one. It was, yeah. It definitely is. It's, it's the only other time I've seen that jacket used was in First Blood, and then when Bane wore it again. That's it. Yeah, that's right. When my mustache comes in, you have my permission to shave. <laughs> Although I think it's the same jacket Dean Ambrose is currently wearing, so I'm not yeah. sure. Triple X might have wore that coat at one point, too. Old Xander Cage. Oh, jeez. Which one? Uh, the first one. They're, oh, that's right. Ice Cube played it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Bo? I went with something pretty short as well uh, from our good friend Dino Peppers, who said the name of the film is Fuck, and it's about <laughs> fucking. <laughs> when I think of fucking, I think of Brian Dennehy. So, yeah, good job, Dino. I mean, you so look eloquent. A, a young Robert Loja also looking like Gene Hackman. That's a That's a snuff film I want to see. <laughs> Nobody said the word snuff in that one, which I was a little surprised about. <laughs> or cocaine. Yeah, that had snuff and cocaine written all over it. <laughs> and the bike shop, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what are, what are we going to for this next one? All right, so for the next one, we are going over to the jungle. Uh, this is Ooh. one we posted back on uh, December 23rd. This photo has just got everything crammed into it. I got a big picture of the Predator, of course, with Gary Coleman, because that makes sense. <laughs> and since they're in a jungle, we got Brendan Fraser as George of the Jungle. The Predator needed a spacey ally, so I put in one of the robots from Batteries Not Included. And then the one thing nobody 
picked out, and I am shocked. And that's going to be my selection for this one, is the one thing nobody said. It's the anti-comment. If you zoom in, in the background, right above Gary Coleman's head, there is a gentleman there. Please have a seat. <laughs> exactly. Nobody picked out that that is Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. <laughs> Why don't you come on in and have a seat? So you got Gary Coleman and Predator with the host of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> this is every movie I've ever dreamt of. <laughs> and Brendan Fraser, but whatever. This is what happens prior to Catch a Predator, where before they get the guy to sit in the chair. Yes. This is all the shit that went on. Right. This is when he's coming to the house. <laughs> so you came to a 12-year-old's house with a bag of lube and condoms. <laughs> we were going to fill them up and tie them off and throw them off the roof. <laughs> we were making pasta. Right. Then explain the Predator costume. <laughs> uh, this isn't Sigourney Weaver's house? What? We, we like cosplay. That's all. <laughs> Gimp mask. All right. So what was your favorite, Bo? The one that made me laugh the hardest was kind of another short one. Uh, Christopher Aramio <laughs> said, this is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> so that was good. a fucking good one. <laughs> the Chris's are on fire. I went with uh, Christopher Freeland. For this one, uh, he called this movie Jungle Follies. Gary Coleman and Brendan Fraser star as a pair of hikers entering a very dangerous Amazon forest. They notice footprints and start following them to a village where they meet Darwin Bates, a snuff film producer from England. But what the hikers didn't know was Darwin is really an alien from another planet. So it's a rumble in the jungle and this heartwarming action flick that is fun for the whole family. Also starring Michael Jackson and Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> nice. Good <laughs> cameos, cameos there. One of my favorite yeah. Neil Patrick Harris cameos, really. I think the best part is that he wrote snuff film and heartwarming action flick that is fun <laughs> for the whole family in the same paragraph. I just like that he wrote snuff film and Neil Patrick Harris together. <laughs> That's a combination that we don't see often enough, in my opinion. You haven't seen uh, Lemony Snickets? No. I I, uh, I passed. pretty close to that. It's got a snuff film in it? Wow. It's, I mean, it was painful <laughs> for me to watch, so that's pretty snuffy, I guess. You wanted to make your own self-snuff film. <laughs> Selfie <laughs> snuff film. <laughs> Anywho, what do you got? What was your selection? My selection was the one that nobody said. The fact that nobody picked out that Chris Hansen was there. <laughs> Who said it? Nobody said it. That's the point. Uh, I was blown away that nobody said that. Other than that, the comment I had picked was the one you read. But oh, like I said, spider. all of us are going to pick most of the same comments. Cop out. Cop out. No, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's the next one you got? All right, we're going to go to our Christmas movie. Oh, this one was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this putting this one together. And again, it has something nobody noticed. I got Ernest from Ernest Saves Christmas on the Christmas tree there. And we got uh, Dan Aykroyd, of course, from uh, Trading Places, dressed up as Santa Claus, kind of pointing the gun towards center screen and also towards Ernest's head. And then on the bottom of, this, of the uh, VHS cover, you got... Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> and Hulk Hogan 
in the Thelma, the Thelma and Louise car yes. that nobody noticed that it's Thelma Dude, and Louise. the car, the hands in the middle make the whole picture. <laughs> yes. They're fucking holding and hands. Nobody pointed that out, that it's Thelma oh, and Louise's man. hands and the car. I just replaced the mega powers with <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> I just don't believe that uh, Hogan can drive from that angle. Well, that's probably why they're crashing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. There you go. There's your sign. All right. So what? You, you go first this time. Which one was your favorite? The Mega Powers Save Christmas by Kurt ah, Anderson. Same as mine. Yeah, that was yours, too? That's mine, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. The Mega Powers Save Christmas. Santa, Dan Aykroyd, is kidnapped by a disgruntled elf, Jim Varney, who is tired of playing second banana. It's up to the Mega Powers, WWF's Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, to wrestle their way to victory and save the holiday. Get ready for high-flying elbow and leg-dropping adventure this holiday season. This is great. The, the part that's the best about his entire description is that he uses WWF. Yes, yes. That got me, too. I don't know why. I just did. I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck that e shit. Oddly <laughs> enough, when I, I'm glad you pointed that out because as I'm reading through the comments, that's what catches my eye because it's in all caps, and all of a sudden you see WWF. You're like, what? <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like time relevant too. Tagline to that is fucking badass too. Get ready for high flying elbow and leg dropping adventure. That's fucking <laughs> sick. Yeah, so that was my champion comment. I like it. These guys are fucking awesome. Uh, I think one of the best ones that you put up there so far was the one that had the body of Chuck Norris and the head of Sylvester Stallone. And I, as soon as I saw the picture, I'm like, there's no way that those are Stallone's legs in bulge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one had it was uh, all of the background from Invasion, Invasion USA. And then I just swapped out Stallone's head on top of uh, Chuck Norris. And then we had uh, Kelly Maroney in there from night of the comet because we did this on kelly maroney's birthday and then we had That's schwarzenegger right. in there as well and kind of hovering over the capitol building that's in the uh poster for invasion usa i put the spaceship from uh, independence day <laughs> that, that was a good one this is no ordinary sub shop this is firehouse subs welcome to firehouse tired of overpriced lunches that under deliver on flavor Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. Can you Photoshop one of, like, the uh, 1994 Little Rascals with John Wayne Gacy in the background? I can work on that for you. <laughs> this is a fantasy it's for a of friend. yours. Yeah. No, it's just it's for a friend. <laughs> Already thinking about those wedding presents now. <laughs> they better come frame, damn it. That's what he's gonna get all of his groomsmen. Is it's just gonna be like pictures of John Wayne Gacy with the little rascals framed. With a squirt from the lube tub that I sent him. <laughs> <laughs> come here. Come here. Hold your hand out. I'm just going to put some in a miniature Ziploc bag. <laughs> hand it out with the picture. <laughs> but, 
But the trick is don't get the Ziploc kind. Get the uh, the sandwich kind that fold over. <laughs> so like when you hand it to him, it already just comes out. Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of the good ones. All right. So you guys did such a great job with those. And I had we had so much fun reading them. Thank you. Keep posting them. We're going to keep putting up some of these movies. And speaking of, we got six new ones to go through tonight that you guys are going to be able to be the first ones to comment on. Oh, wow. What the oh, hell is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is where we're going with this. This one's going to get us banned off Facebook. Goodman is Fred Flintstone in the background. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so who do we got here? We got a movie with uh, Dolph Lundgren. Brendan Fraser <laughs> as, as the caveman from, of course, from Encino Man with the shit all in his hair, which I hate that scene where he's all dirty and disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, where he's caked in the mud <laughs> before he takes the bath. Yeah. And then you got uh, Fred Flintstone played by fucking uh, Mr. Goodman there. And a pterodactyl? That? Yeah, what is that? What is, that? is that, that from Pee Wee's Playhouse? <laughs> Good on you, Bo. That is. That is Terry, the pterodactyl. Oh, God. That just made this so much worse. All right. So we got a picture of uh, He-Man, who is clearly, looks like he's mounting Brendan (laughs) Fraser. There's some prehistoric pegging going on there. Yeah. um, But I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that he's riding him. This is a a pet movie. (laughs) There's some kind of pet. Where they're taking a trek across the desert. It's like a Sinbadish type flick. Ah, yeah, I could see this. Like uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, only gayer. <laughs> a lot. Uh, shit. What do you got, Bo? What are you, what are you thinking here? Well, I think clearly the name of the film is Bedrock, and it's uh, mostly <laughs> a, a twist on classic Hanna Barbera characters, uh, but a more erotic take. Right. Hmm. Where does Link come in? Linkovich Kumovsky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Linkovich, come on my batsky. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe He Man will be nice enough to give Encino Man a reach around at least. But <laughs> he's going, he's spitting on it. That's for sure. Oddly enough, when I put this together, I didn't realize that it was going to look like that when I grabbed those two photos. I originally just grabbed the He-Man one so and an Encino Man one. Is Fred Flintstone like a cuck in the background? <laughs> the yeah, I'm in the pterodactyl are watching it, but they're not making eye contact. Right, stuff. they're like in the background just hanging out watching. Like, they're like two that? friends. They don't want to admit that they like it, but they both kind of like it a little bit. Right. <laughs> Pterodactyl looks really excited, though. He looks happy about the whole ordeal. Uh, you didn't finish, did you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, we're, of course, we're going to post all of these for you guys to put all your own comments in. I'm going to call this one, uh, I Have the Power. Oh, great name, <laughs> Man Crush. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. That's a, that's, it's close between your, your title and Bo's title. Kind of like both of them, so... We'll have to see what everyone else comes up with when we when this one hits the Facebook page. All right, guys. So here is the next phony VHS cover. You guys tell me what you think this movie's about. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Clearly, this is a 
buddy cop film. It's got to be. So if you're looking at the cover, you got uh, the classic Lethal Weapon setup. You got Roger Murtaugh. You got Riggs in there. But uh, something's a little off there with uh, Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> it's uh, you're talking about the uh, the fa- the uh, save Ferris pin on his lapel there. No. Oh well, are you, okay. You're talking about yeah, Murtaugh. He looks like he's he's on crank now. Well, first of all, that's not Murtaugh. I know it's Michael Winslow. <laughs> Jesus. New, new Lethal Weapon. We got Michael Winslow and Mel Gibson teaming up together in a buddy cop movie. And I'm glad you picked out the uh, little save Ferris pin. That's one of the little Easter eggs that I hid in this one. The other Easter egg is if you zoom in on the forehead of Michael Winslow, on his, uh, he's wearing a karate Ooh. bandana. It's got a little uh, little crane action going on in the middle. Yeah. A little Ralph Macchio in his head. So what do we think Michael Winslow and Mel Gibson are going to be doing in a buddy cop film? Bo mm, Craft. Man, well, that's a tough one. Is that Nakatomi Plaza behind them? It is not. It is not. One oh, of God. the movie, one of the covers I did put Nakatomi Plaza in the background, but uh, it was not this one. Bo, what do you think about this is a uh, Lethal Weapon prequel? Mm-hmm. This is his partner before Mur- Murtaugh. That's a good premise. This is, uh, this is how we got this fucked is his partner. up. Yeah, this is how we got fucked up. This is uh, Detective Winslow. <laughs> Carl Winslow. Who also taught... Who, <laughs> this is Detective Carl Winslow, who also taught him martial arts. So that's how he knows how to do the spin kicks that's and all right. that shit. I'm going to say Carl makes it out of this, but Murtaugh thinks he's dead. And then, of course, he goes off and spins off into uh, TGIF <laughs> with Urkel and shit like that. Gains a shitload of weight. and yeah. <laughs> he really lets himself go like a piece of shit. Reginald. Wow. <laughs> All right. Now, we've gotten to some deep, crazy retro shit on this show. But the fact that we just speculated that Lethal Weapon and Family Matters share the same universe, <laughs> that's mind-blowing. <laughs> I'd watch. Just think of the re- the repercussions of that. Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> so, okay. This is where it's really going to get fucked up. Ready? Carl Winslow, who teaches Murtaugh karate. Who does he learn karate from? Miyagi, of course. Miyagi! <laughs> yes! So the fucking karate kid <laughs> is tied in with Lethal Weapon and family matters. Man. See, we tie it all together here on Poop Culture Dueling Decades. It's all about it. So join the Facebook group. You guys got to get on this. There's just some some great comments. So I'm going to send you guys the next phony VHS cover. Oh, wait, wait. The, the name of this movie is Lethal Matters. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal Matters. Two. <laughs> there never was a one but it's just lethal matters it's too. Like, it's like leonard part six <laughs> exactly but better right it's because there's Way two better. of them they're both lethal matters it's part svu also it's part part <laughs> sv right yeah they're they're not in fucking what were they in the other one within narcotics no they were in like homicide i don't even know what the fuck they were in in lethal weapon because they kind of did a little of everything. Yeah, they were just general detectives. Like, <laughs> All right, so they were just fucking <laughs> genital detectives. <laughs> just go work on this for a while. All right, those guys were in Vice back then. Whatever Vice does, they were in Vice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cleveland Vice. (laughs) (laughs) Gary, Indiana Vice. (laughs) Sheboygan Vice. See, and, you know, for years, people have been knocking Hollywood, saying there's no original ideas left. We got a ton of them. We're going through all of these movies that could have been tonight. <laughs> the Zula Vice. I just saw a person. <laughs> no, you didn't. There's nobody there. You're right. All right, guys. So here is the next <laughs> fake VHS cover that you guys haven't seen yet. Oh, man. All right. Where are these movies? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here we go. We got oh. one. All right. So we got a picture of uh, young John Cusack. Jimmy King. Who the fuck's Jimmy King? What? Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble. Oliver Platt's oh, greatest, oh, 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 greatest oh, yeah. role. It's an American classic. It of is. course, you got Cusack's holding up uh, <laughs> Austin 316 sign instead of a jukebox. That's uh, pretty clever. <laughs> you got a ring behind them. Obviously, this is a wrestling movie. It's got to be, of course. I'm going to throw <laughs> that out there. This has got to be some kind of wrestling movie, some underground Nah, this can't be underground. This looks like maybe a movie about the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. What do you got, Bo? You're you're the wrestling guy. I don't know, maybe maybe John Cusack has to fight his way to a championship opportunity to win the girl of his dreams. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we could call it uh Square Gets the Ah, no, 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 that's not good. Queen of the Ring. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Queen of the Ring with John Cusack. This is 2019. People won't like queen of the ring <laughs> yeah, what is that supposed Cusack's, to mean cusack's gotta fight his way to the uh to the <laughs> championship to get the girl of his dreams to say yes to marrying him and he's gonna have to fight oliver platt yep oh he can kick the shit out of oliver platt oh don't think so fast yeah jimmy king greatest wrestler of all time john cusack's a hitman. <laughs> all right uh, so so maybe that's the showdown we got John Cusack, the hitman, versus Jimmy King. Maybe this is low fidelity. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he just shoots him in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wrestling. He. Oh, okay. He po. Oh man, this fucking movie. All right. He's a he's a psychopath. He's a huge fan of Jimmy King. He's a fan in the crowd, cheering for the guy going against Jimmy King knowing that Jimmy King is going to call him to the ring to belittle him, but it turns out he's a psycho and he shoots Jimmy King in the ring. (laughs) Oh, man. After stalking him for weeks. It's a dark movie. It's a dark, dark comedy. Well, much like most of John Cusack's best work, you know, always on the darker side. You could call this one Down for the Count. Oh, Oh, there we go, Bo Beecraft. Down for the Count. All right, so let's move on to the next phony VHS cover. Let's see what you guys think this movie would be about. What the French? <laughs> this is this is black gay porn, which you don't see enough of. This is broke back street or some shit like that. All right, so describe oh, to the listeners what you're seeing. I'm gonna. I want to. I want to hear Bo's voice describe this. Yeah. Well, you got uh, that guy's name is what Zeus, right? Yeah, yeah. You got Zeus looking at uh, Mr. T's mohawk and Mr. T staring down at Zeus's chest. <laughs> but uh, is there Mr. Looks to be... T 
does he like it with that look or is that like a disgusted look? Well, I here's can't... what I'm thinking. This is a, a sequel or a prequel to Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm seeing. These guys make pottery together for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> to the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> I can't I just I can't tell if that face on Mr. T is disgust or utter eroticism like he can't take I'm going to go with the latter. He looks is. pretty pretty uh turned on. Yeah. Yeah. By just the girth of Zeus's chest. Yeah, the photo in question is actually from Rocky 3. It's where you have Clubber Lang and Rocky face to face. But when I eliminated Rocky and put in Tiny Zeus Lister, I didn't change Mr. T at all, but he just started pouting. He just all of a sudden looks like he's pouting <laughs> instead of facing hey, off against Rocky. Zeus looks like uh, you've seen Orgasmo before, right? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, I want to sound queer or nothing like that face he's making. <laughs> yes. Tell me it doesn't look like the same fucking face. Oh, he's got the same expression on his face. <laughs> I think unicorns are really kick-ass. <laughs> I think Depeche Mode is a sweet band. I thought No Holds Barred and Friday were pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the name of this movie? We got Tiny Zeus Lister, Mr. T. What do you think? Well, maybe Time for Tea. Ooh. Time for tea, the ultimate showdown. Tea time. Tea time. <laughs> Balls deep in tea. I'm just going to go with mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Dark wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, anyhow. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, both of these guys, huge muscle-bound men, both of the 80s. So I'd like to see them show down. Clubber Lang kicked the shit out of Rocky for a little bit at least. You'd think he'd be able to, you know, hold his own against Tiny Zeus Lister. Are we still talking about gay porn? <laughs> <laughs> the way you're describing it. Maybe. I don't know. All right, anyhow. What is this next one? Show, show the next one. So this next one is a movie that I absolutely want to see. I, I just want to see. I don't know what it's about. You guys tell me. All I know is by looking at this, I have to see this film. Oh, man. Oh, this looks shit. like a barn burner right oh, here. Oh, God. This is simple. This is a really easy one. So you got a picture of a depressed dad, obviously. And then you got Tiffany Amber Thiessen and Corey mm. Haim. Corey Haim knocks up Tiffany Amber Thiessen because of that. The dad is sad. Why well, can't I think of the dad's name? Steve Martin. So Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin is Tiffany Amber Thiessen's dad. And now he knows he has to raise this fucking bastard child because you know, look at <laughs> Corey Haim is obviously going to die of a drug overdose. And he knows that he's going to have to fucking raise this kid. There we go. I, I want to see this movie. You know, kind of what I was thinking is, you know, of course, Steve Martin's the dad. You're right on with that. Tiffany Amber Thiessen's the daughter. She doesn't get knocked up. But what I was thinking is Corey Haim is kind of like the asshole boyfriend who's always trying to scheme his way into seeing her and sneak into the house and sneak her out he at night. He knocks her up. Right. Yeah, he, he knocks her up. He knocks her up in the end. But you don't want to give the ending away. Fucking spoilers. No, no, no. It happens in the beginning. <laughs> the way we do that. Very beginning. Sex scene. They're both 18. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, sex scene in the beginning. <laughs> You find out within the first five minutes she's pregnant, and then they're trying to hide it from dad. Dad finds out, and and then the whole movie is 
he's plotting to kill Corey Haim the rest of this movie. <laughs> he hires Corey Feldman to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in this picture. Maybe he hires Screech Powers to do it because it looks like you're using the background to save by the bell there. Maybe. Ooh, that would have been a twist. It, it all happens at the max. That's where everything goes down. That's like the. I'm gonna shot. go the opposite route here. I'm gonna say that Corey Haim is Steve Martin's son. Ooh, and Steve Martin is retired, and he's giving the business to his son, who's always been kind of a fuck up. He's always out chasing tail and drugs, and then Tiffany Amber Thiessen comes in as a gold digger, and she's trying to, uh, she's trying to get the money in the business for herself, and she's gonna try to attempt to have him whacked by Corey Feldman. Ooh, that's a good one. Or maybe. Steve Martin and Corey, father and son. Maybe she's fucking them both. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got it. You guys are way off. So, look, Corey Haim just wants to get a car and a license, right? <laughs> and he goes and he shows him how to drive. And then he has to go and get his car, but he can't. He fails his test. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen is his sister who passes her test. We call it license to drive. <laughs> I think that's been done before. No, no, no. That, that one was done with both Corey's. We don't only need one for this one. Right. Steve Martin way better than Corey Feldman. So Yes. He's the uh, the broke alcoholic dad who doesn't even have a license and shows him how to drive. <laughs> that's what makes this movie interesting. And she blows him in the front seat. In the front seat, not the back. That's class. Now, during his driving escapades. <laughs> that's how he passes. She They're blows both the instructions. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! He's no. Steve Martin is the instructor. Steve she Martin blows Steve. There it is. Steve Martin. Steve Martin is, this is license to drive two, where he has to go back and get his license. Steve Martin's giving the test, and now he dumps Mercedes for Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who's the way better girlfriend, who will blow. The instructor, test giver, whatever the fuck you want to call him, to make him pass. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Rated hard R. Hard R. It's a hard R. It's an NC-17. Right. Well, oh, you yeah. said we said earlier we wanted a movie that starts off with just a gratuitous sex scene out of nowhere, just hardcore. <laughs> Who said sequels can't be good? <laughs> Who says you can't start a romantic comedy off with a cum shot? <laughs> You know how, like, when Grease opens, it's all animated, and then you get, like, the tube of Grease that squirts onto the screen, and it drips <laughs> yeah. down and says Grease? What do you think that is? Yeah. We just changed that up a bit. That's how we open the movie. Live action cum low. shot. Oh, man. <laughs> License to Drive 2. <laughs> like it. There we go. Anything left? We got one more left, and this one, we're going to go. We're gonna finish off the night with an animated feature. Something a little more ass-kicking and badass. This was a little animated feature I put together. We'll see what you guys can come up with for this one. Oh, this is just a hentai screen cap. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, there's no question about it. This is Robert Cop. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what we got here is we got a Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe, and it looks like he's teaming up with RoboCop. And uh, in the background, we got the Punisher and uh, Skeletor. He's kind of hanging out there, too. So 
Does Robocop have a dildo in his hand? <laughs> no. It's a prison shank. <laughs> what is that? That's a beat up fucking gun. If it's that's that's not his pistol. It, it's his gun, but it's kind of behind um Snake Eyes' head, and they're both the sh- same color of blue, so Dude, it looks like you even made the head of the shaft like glowing with like a lens flare. <laughs> no, that's just how Robocop's gun is, man. Secretly a cock. That's right. It's hard steel. It's definitely a war movie. I'm thinking maybe it's called Blue on Black. Ooh. You got the skull team of uh, Skeletor and Punisher teaming up against uh, the friggin' badassery of Snake Eyes and, well, Robocop, of course. That's, you know, a natural pairing. We call it Cyborgs and Skulls. They're not, there's not going to be a lot of dialogue in this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Except for fucking film. Skeletor going. <laughs> <laughs> Because you got fucking snake eyes don't talk. Ro- Robocop sounds like he's like half retarded. He's like he's missing a chromosome. <laughs> you are under arrest. Punisher only talks when you fucking like peel it out of him. Otherwise, he doesn't say a word. Bring me Red Foreman. So, yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue. So they didn't need Kevin Smith for this movie. All action, <laughs> no. no dialogue. Maybe that's what we do. It's a silent movie. Somebody's got to voice these guys, though. So I'm going to say it's all Jason Statham. (laughs) (laughs) Who should not talk in any movie? Right. It's Dave Coulier. (laughs) Oh, you just ruined it. (laughs) You need three tough guys. You need uh, fucking Rick. The Rock can't be in it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Actually, did you ever notice that, like, uh, Big guys never have great voices for the tough guy. If you look at the who plays the yeah. tough guys in most cartoons, they're never big dudes. There's always like skinny ass little dudes. Yeah. So Steve Buscemi is the voice <laughs> of the Punisher. Yeah, I could see that. That would work. Um, Skeletor. I could hear Buscemi as Skeletor. I, yeah. Now that I say, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, all right. So Buscemi is Skeletor. What if you got Tommy Lee Jones as the Punisher? Yeah, that would work. Cause he, I mean, he's old as shit and probably not, doesn't have enough power to speak anymore, so that works. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be RoboCop? Uh, somebody that could breathe. Uh, so let's just go with, like... Uh, Jay Baruchel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jay oh, Baruchel <laughs> is RoboCop. <laughs> you know how terrifying that would be? If you do that, then DJ Quails has to be uh, <laughs> Snake Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes. He doesn't talk, so he's got no lines in the whole fucking show. He's just we just take his word for just take our word for it that he's there. He breathes. <laughs> he breathes really good though. Got a good set of lungs on him. All right, we just get uh, Vin Diesel to do it. He's great at acting without there, there saying go. anything. <laughs> I'm Groot. Just give him three words to repeat the entire two hours. Uh, what is this movie about, though? Seems like there's a lot of... It, obviously, Skeletor's the bad guy, but I think in this scenario, the way how it's dark, there's got to be drugs involved. Maybe, like, Skeletor's, like, a, like a huge Coke manufacturer from... He moves a lot of CBD. The, yeah, from the <laughs> Philippines, illegally. <laughs> It's got to be something like completely trivial, like he's just reselling Sudafed that he doesn't know, like he no longer uses and he just doesn't want it around. So he's trying to sell it to people in town. 
All right, and then I'm. Uh, I guess you got to go with like the uh, the Punisher is like uh, intergalactic DEA. He, oh, good call. He yeah. quit. He quit his job at Vengeance. Now he's just working strictly <laughs> drugs <Just> in space. <laughs> yeah. Space drugs. It gets his mind off it, but he kept his uniform so everybody knows who the fuck he is. Right. Uh, RoboCop went rogue. Somebody like reprogrammed his head, and he's the muscle for Skeletor. Oh, so he's working with so RoboCop's a bad guy now. So he's yeah. like the Boba Fett for Skeletor. Exactly. I mean, if you look at this picture, it looks like he's gonna hit. Um, why do Why do I keep forgetting his name? Fucking, I want to call him Nightshade. What the fuck's his name? <laughs> Fucking Snake Eyes. It looks like he's gonna hit Snake Eyes over the head with his dick, his dick gun <laughs> thing that he has. You just got cold cocked. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay Baruchel has to say, uh, you you just got cold cock. <laughs> you imagine that voice coming out of such an intimidating looking superhero as RoboCop? That would be awesome. Uh, hey, uh, hey uh, pu- uh, put down your weapon. <laughs> okay. What is fucking Snake Eyes deal? What is he doing in this whole? The same thing he does in every fucking episode of G.I. Joe. Exactly what he's fucking told. (laughs) Son of a bitch never gets to think for himself, and he's the most badass of all the Joes. I mean, process of elimination, he's the recipient of the drug, so he's the other, I guess, dealer or supplier or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, shit. So basically, this is a Punisher story. Yeah. Could be. (laughs) Because all three guys are bad. (laughs) They're all bad guys dealing drugs, fighting out on the, uh, the streets of Eternia for a turf war. Some comic nerd is going to kill us for saying all this. <laughs> or he's going to come up with the best scenario possible for this film. Right. He's going to be like, well, technically, you, they really couldn't do that because Eternia doesn't have drugs. and <laughs> <laughs> Robocop can't have a cock gun. Right. <laughs> the prime directives won't allow that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so basically what it boils down to is you guys all need to go on to the Dueling Decades Facebook page and uh, follow along there. You can join our private group where you can join in on the conversation. That's like going behind the beads. Yeah, go. that's way if you get, behind If you the join beads. the group, you're, yeah, you're behind the beads. You, you're behind the beaded curtain. <laughs> yeah, we cannot be held responsible for what you may see and or do behind the beaded curtain. That's right. That's right. But come back and try the fish. <laughs> know nothing about the fish so i guess that's where we'll end this episode right here fellow poopers so go on to the dueling decades page let us know what you think about some of these crazy retro vhs covers for movies that could have been they could have been great i want to see them so you can always check our past episodes out on itunes and on Castbox, and of course always on poopculture.com so until next time fellow poopers we are going to bid you a peace love light and a joy have a grateful week everyone Infirmary Media.